get a bunch of homeschool moms together and the topics are typically going to focus around things that we do. What curriculum do you use? What field trips do you go on? What testing do you do with your children? All those kinds of things. But did you know that there's probably a list of things that us homeschool moms do not do? And today I'm going to share with you six things that I don't do in my homeschool. Some of these might be things that you normally associate with, say, other educational choices, and it doesn't even seem possible to be able to educate a child without doing some of these things. But let's dive in, and I'm going to share with you some secrets of my homeschool. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Hey friend, I am so glad you are joining me here today. Did you know that I send out a weekly newsletter email? If you are not on that list, you might end up missing out on something. I know that social media is fun to be able to share on and catch up on, but I am a huge proponent in ditching social media times. And so if you're not able to kind of keep up with that, I actually applaud you for that. Hop onto the email list. I will put a link in the show notes and you can get on that email. That way it comes straight to your email inbox and you don't miss a thing. Also, I was really hoping I was going to be able to record without a nasally voice, but this post-nasal drip is not going away anytime soon. I even said to James, I feel like I don't sound as nasally or as congested. And he was like, and just kind of walked away. So. (laughs) bear with me. It is not as bad this week, but let's dive into today. And I've got a question for you here. Has your heart been pulling for you to ditch some things that are in your homeschool? Maybe these are things that aren't quite in line with your goals of homeschooling, but you feel like they're necessary. They're what you have to do. Or maybe you're listening to this podcast because you are thinking about homeschooling and you're curious about the freedom that you can have in the homeschooling lifestyle. Either one of those. I'm going to share with you today things that you can ditch in your homeschool, and I promise you, your homeschool will still be successful. I'm sure that I'm probably like you, and there has been probably only one model of education that we are familiar with. I went to public school, went to a private college. I had two kids in the system as well. And to me, education and learning only took one in one form and it had certain requirements. There's things that need to be done in order to show and to prove and to be educated. Having familiarity with a certain educational model is very comforting to us and it can be really hard to change directions because we haven't seen the outcome of it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am starting to see the outcome of ditching these things and not doing these six things in my homeschool, and everything is fine. I promise you. For many years, I was too shy to share these things with other people. And so I hope that by today, me sharing with you, you gain a lot of confidence to be able to say, yeah, this is what we don't do in homeschool, and it's just who we are. But I felt really, uh, I guess I held back because I was worried about the fear of judgment of others. And at this point, I'm like, nope, that's just who we are. Let's dive into those six things that I do not do in my homeschool, and I'm going to give you some details and some reasons, and I hope that it encourages you. 
And maybe some of these are things that you don't do as well. And I'm going to encourage you to share that boldly with everybody after listening to this today. The first thing that I do not do in my homeschool is that I do not grade my children's schoolwork. There are no A, B, C, D, or Fs. There are no 90s or 80s or 70s, 50s failing grades, none of that. This one often shocks people, especially those who have been through the public school system or have children in the school system. They're like, how do you know that they have learned what they need to learn? Like, well, I'm there teaching them. We're interacting. We're talking about all of these things. I know exactly how they are doing at any time. I don't need to assign a letter grade. I can tell you exactly how well they are doing in math, in history, in science, in English, all of those grades. When they were younger and I was teaching them their math facts, I could tell you exactly which math facts caused them to struggle and which ones didn't. To me, knowing how they are in their education and knowing that they are applying themselves, that to me is way more important is the fact that a child is going to be taught to try their hardest. Having a straight A student means that that student is able to memorize information and test well, can retain it and can regurgitate it when it needs to be done. My goal is that my children comprehend things and that they can apply things to life and that we also study things that can be applied to life. I want them to work hard. Yes, there's going to be some subjects that they are not particularly really interested in doing. And that's when we'll focus on maybe a bit more of character and perseverance and patience. But in my homeschool, I do not grade their schoolwork. So how does this work with the state and regulations? I do live in a state that is more highly regulated and In the younger grades, I don't have to assign a grade. I can just say that they are progressing, that they have passed or any type of uh, word I can use to uh, describe their progress. Um, And that's, that's totally fine. Now, people say, well, what about the high school years? What do you do as they get older? When it comes to a transcript, I do assign grades for the entire year. We don't assign grades as we're going along for any type of testing or subject work or anything like that. But at the end of the year, I will assign a grade. And I hesitate a little bit to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There really is no reason why a homeschool student isn't a straight A student. That might kind of give you a little bit of idea as to how I grade and how I put a grade down for my high schoolers' transcripts. If they are having trouble with a certain type of math problem, we stop. We don't move on to different math problems or different new concepts when it comes to math until we have gotten that part of it mastered. And then we just build uh, upon that. And I don't think that giving an arbitrary letter or number grade does anything for a homeschool student. Now, I do have to also add that my kiddos later on in high school do take dual enrollment. They take online college courses and they are assigned grades. But since they have spent most of their educational years without that, it is kind of an arbitrary sort of thing. I'm like, are you passing? How are you doing? And they'll tell me and it does not mean much of anything to them. I still encourage them to do the best work that they can. And lo and behold, they take college courses and they still get A's in those too. So maybe my grading scale is is, uh, is okay. Let's go on to number two. The second thing that I don't do in my homeschool is that I don't keep up with public school standards. We chatted a little bit about it in a different podcast about the fact that the homeschool regulations are different than the public school regulations and the public school regulations are going to be very detailed because it is many people over an entire state that are working to meet certain standards. So it needs to be detailed. 
when it comes to homeschool, we're just told certain subjects that we need to do. Some states don't even have that listed. But again, I live in a state that tells us exactly what subjects to do, but they don't tell me what material I need to use. They don't tell me how I need to teach it. None of that kind of stuff. So I don't keep up with public school standards when I hear, well, in public school, they do this, uh, they might do I don't, honest, to be honest, I don't even know. That is pretty much how much I do not even pay attention. But say they say, well, in seventh grade, that's when we study uh, earth science or something. I don't do earth science in seventh grade. We do the science that we want to do. So I don't even pay attention to necessarily what they have going on over there because I know that the education I'm giving my kiddos is perfectly fine, acceptable, and is going to launch them out into the world fine. I had a little bit of a struggle when we first began homeschooling with that because my kids are very familiar with the school when I had pulled them out of it. They had friends that were in the school and I would kind of ask the parents, like the moms, well, what are they doing right now in school? And kind of, really trying to kind of keep up with it. And I think that moving states really helped with this because I don't have any type of in with any of the local schools. So I don't really know what they are doing. And that maybe has kind of helped me out. The third thing that I do not do in my homeschool, and this one might kind of ruffle some feathers, might get some people a little, uh, they might not like this one. Or if I, they might say, you know what, that's fine for you, but not for me. Again, this is my list. And hopefully it encourages you to kind of think a little bit outside of the box and do what you want need to do for your family. But the third thing that I do not do in my homeschool is that my children in elementary school do no online homeschooling. My middle schoolers will do minimal. And as high school comes, some of the courses are mainly online. And as I had mentioned earlier, the online college courses are obviously online. So by the end of high school, they are pretty much doing a lot of things on the computer. But I personally steer far away from doing any type of work on technology, computers, phones, iPads, any type of device like that. I do not do it in the elementary school years. And I know that people are very opinionated about such a thing. I've been asked many times and I do have some ideas for some podcasts to kind of talk about how we approach technology because we kind of pretty much kick it old school and are very traditional and maybe I could say very cautious when it comes to this. I would rather my kids be using books and different supplies, spending time outside as opposed to something on a computer. Now, I know some people's situations might not work that well for that, but I want to encourage you that if you have the option of ditching all the technology for the younger years, I highly encourage you to do so. Let my thought is let my kids just be kids, not have to worry about the online world, not have to worry about interacting with those types of things. Again, we can talk about this in in another episode. But number three is I don't do anything online for my younger kids and middle school years, very minimal type of work. Number four, I don't plan my entire year out. Yes, I do get my curriculum and for my state, I have to let them know the different curriculum that I am using before the school year starts. But I don't plan out what we are doing every single month, week or day in advance. And I am completely open to ditching things if something is not working. Just because I told the state that we are going to be doing a certain history curriculum, if it's not working, I will make that adjustments and let them know. And we will just change course because we need to do what's best for us. But I don't plan the entire year out. I know I see homeschool moms will go on little retreats or they'll spend a couple weeks before school starts and they will have the entire year all planned and worked out. And that might work wonderfully 
cheerfully for them, but that does not work for me. I prefer to be more of a free bird and not to be tied down. And guess what? Things come up. There's always things that come up and throw the plans completely out of whack. And I would rather have things loosely planned. I plan more on an overall, like these are the different uh, curriculum that we're going to use. And this is the maybe different focus of some things that I want to spend some time on. But otherwise, I just plan out once a week on Sundays, take a look, figure out what we're going to do that week. And I can kind of have a perspective of how far are we getting? Do we maybe need to ramp this up a little bit more, work a little, do a couple extra pages if we need to, or maybe we're flying through it and we're just going to continue flying through it or we can slow down. That's really the only adjustments I do, but I don't sit down before the homeschool year and say, this is how our entire year is going to go. The fifth thing is <laughs> I don't get up super early. I completely applaud the homeschool moms who get up early, but I would rather, and we talked about this in another episode about getting our sleep. I would rather get up closer to seven o'clock and be well rested for my children and my day than get up at say four, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Again, if this is you and you are an early riser, go for it, mama. But if that's not you, if you have kids waking you up at night and you take a look at this homeschool mom on some social media blog or something and you are like, wow, she pretty much has made a five course uh, meal before six o'clock in the morning. She's got bread in the oven. She has the house cleaned. She's gone and worked out and she's fed the baby and all these things. If that's not you, that is okay. Because even if every other homeschool mom in the world is up at 4.30 in the morning getting her workout in and baking her bread, you and I, we're not doing that. <laughs> I am more of a maybe 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock, which maybe might be early for some people, but you're not going to find me up at 5 in the morning. And I also don't set an alarm. I simply let my body wake up when it is rested and ready to get up, or at least I start hearing maybe kids get up. I've got some that are a little bit more of an early riser. Let's get back to the list. The sixth thing that I do not do in my homeschool is that I do not compare myself or my homeschool or my family to other homeschoolers. And this can be really, really hard. I know that we will hear from people and they'll say, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. And this isn't even talking about like the super homeschool mom where we put together all these homeschool moms that we see on social media into one fake homeschool mom and we think that that's the ideal. This is just even one person talking to one homeschool mom and her saying, well, this is what I do. Don't compare yourself. Use other people as inspiration and as ideas, but don't compare yourself saying, oh, this family, they they go on a hike every single day for five miles and I can barely get my kid to walk down a block or two without saying their legs are tired. It's okay. Let them do them and you do you and you can use them as inspiration. You could ask, so how do you get your kids outside and to do this hike? What is, you know, do you have some tips on how I can get my kids more interested in this? We are not in a competition with one another. We should be encouraging one another. And this is why I don't compare myself to other homeschoolers. And it doesn't mean that I didn't do it way back in the day. I will admit that I used to, I used to fall into that. But right now I'm like, that's good for you. This is good for me. And maybe that good thing for you could be good for me and I can learn from you and I can use you as inspiration. We have to get ourselves out of the competition mindset 
And we also have to get ourselves out of the mindset of thinking we are less than because we aren't doing what Susie homeschool homemaker down the street is doing. She has everything all perfect. Again, we don't know what goes on in somebody's home. We're just, we just have a perception of it. But don't allow somebody else the way that they're doing homeschool to make you feel any less. Your children are thriving with you as their homeschool mom and you just as their mom. Don't worry about, again, what Susie's doing down the road. You do you. This is a fun list and I was excited to share this because you know what? At this point, this is what we do. And I don't, like I mentioned earlier, I used to kind of hide and was fearful of judgment of other people, but we don't do these things. And the fun thing is the more that we talk about things that we don't do in our homeschool, the more others feel like they have the freedom to be able to voice the things that they don't do in their homeschool. And we can all just have that open freedom. And I think that's definitely is needed in the homeschool community to just be open and honest and a little bit wrong at times with each other. So that list of six things that I don't do in my homeschool is number one, I don't grade their schoolwork. Two, I don't keep up with public school standards. Three, I don't do anything online or the computer for younger children and minimal uh, work for the middle school age. Four, I don't plan out an entire year before the year starts. Fifth, I don't get up super early. And sixth, I don't compare myself to other homeschoolers. And right about now, you might be saying to yourself, that's all good and great, Lee, but I don't know what that looks like in my actual homeschool. How do I carry out these things? I don't want to do these six things either. How do I make it so that my homeschool is not focused on these? Well, girlfriend, we need to chat. Hello, Homeschool Academy is my homeschool course, and I walk right alongside homeschool moms to create a homeschool lifestyle and experience and all the nitty gritty details as well. One-on-one, we will talk and get you up and running and feeling great. We can work together to ditch these six things, or maybe there's six other things that you want to ditch, or maybe there's 20 things you want to ditch, or maybe there's 20 things that you want to add into your homeschool. This is the beauty of a one-on-one coaching program is that we get to work together to create an exact homeschool that is perfect for you and your family. Check out the link in the show notes and let's get set up and let's talk more about that because I would love to walk alongside you. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to read you a review here now from Emma Burns. And if you leave me a review, I might share it on a podcast too. But she says, I've followed Lee for quite some time on Instagram and have always loved her fresh insight and guidance in homeschooling. I was very excited to begin listening to her podcast. It's overwhelming to make the jump to homeschooling and hard to feel as though you need to justify your decision to everyone and even justify why you're doing things differently than other homeschool families. Lee's advice, I believe, helps you find comfort in doing what works for your family for the season you're in. Yes, I am so glad that so far this podcast, that that is what you have gotten from it because that is completely what I'm going for. But if you could take a moment and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would really greatly appreciate it. Also, if any of these six things have kind of piqued your interest and you're thinking, you know, I just haven't really been feeling right about doing one of these six things in my homeschool that I'm going to encourage you to do it. Go for it, mama. You never know until you try. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. 
Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.